Good morning, good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking, inviting you to stay tuned for another old-time, old-fashioned Trailblazer broadcast. Yes, we ride out each morning blazing the path to the hearts of sinners here on the old Trailblazer broadcast. I wish you would sit down and write us. Our mailing address is Radio Missions Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We recently completed... Studies there on uh, demon possession, uh, uh, faith healing, true and false, those uh, typical, those subjects. And if you're interested in having those, if you'd write us and let us know, we'll send you a tape catalog, also a catalog of our radio, Bible, and bookstore here, setting forth all of the gracious old books we have here, books of the old divines, the Spurgeons and Whitfields and Bonars and Mullers and all of those gracious old men. I couldn't start to name all of them. But we have a gracious bookstore. But we're bringing you a series of studies. We want to get back to it this morning on Satan, the God of this world. Now, I know in the beginning, I know that we are cutting across new ground here. Many of our religious leaders even deny the existence of a personal devil, saying that Satan is only an evil influence. And then many of those who still believe in a personal devil think of him as being a big, big bad man to scare the children, to make them go to sleep at night. There are that he's only a figment of their imagination and uh, having a forky tail and a pitchfork. But listen, my friend, Satan is a living personality as the God of this world. That's his title in First, Second Corinthians 4, 3, 4. The prince of the power of the air, Ephesians 2, 2. And the prince of this world, according to John 12, 31, 14, 30, and 16, 11. So we've begun that study, and we want to pick it up this morning. We want to look. Our next question is, we had asked the question. We want to ask the question, what is in the heart of Lucifer that led him to take such a view of himself and to feel his importance as we found there in our last study? Let's turn now to Isaiah chapter 14 and begin there at verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou out of, uh, cut down to the ground, which thou didst uh, weaken the nation? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars, and I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the Most High. Yet, yet, thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. We see these scriptures that I, the capital I, became the center of Lucifer, heart and life. There was iniquity found in Lucer, Lucifer, his old pride. Do you remember the story of the rich man there who said, uh, What shall I do? My barns are uh, bursting at the seams. I have no room to uh, put my produce and my grain. And he thought within himself, and he said, I, I know what I will do. I will pull down these old barns, and I will build larger barns, and I will put my grain there, and I will say to my soul, Soul, take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry, for thou hast much goods laid up. We see a parallel here between the old rich man there, the old farmer, who always concerned about was I, my, me, and mine. That's right. That's what we used to hear the old trailblazers say, that folks would uh, uh, get all they could and set on, set on, get all they can, set on the can. That's right. That's right, my friend. But listen, listen, uh, this, there was iniquity found in Lucifer. It was his old pride. From the time immoral, immoral, immemorial, he had led the worship of the universe. From the time unknown to you and me. 
standing there as a guardian angel of the throne of God. The most beautiful, the wisest of all the cherubs, leading in worship, bowing down himself to the throne of God. No doubt in the course of time, millions of cherubs, as they had beheld his beauty and his glory and his wisdom, commented on it, bragged on him to his face, and no doubt had many suggested, you ought to be worshipped instead of Jehovah, until he conceived in his heart the thought of rebellion, and then one day attempted to carry out that purpose and his plan. Which I, listen, he said, his plan was, I... I will ascend into heaven. I will dethrone Jehovah. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the throne of God. Listen now. This is Satan speaking. It's not the Lord speaking. This is Satan speaking. You think Satan is just a figment of someone's imagination? No. Listen to these words. I will make myself his God because I will be like the Most High. In that rebellion, according to the 12th chapter of Revelation, he led one-third of the angels in rebellion with him because they said, If you will become God, we will bow down and worship you instead of worshiping Jehovah God. Therefore he was cast out of heaven, and Christ said in Luke 10, 18, I beheld Satan fall like lightning from above. What a day that must have been in the courts of heaven when old Lucifer was cast out of heaven because of rebellion. Did you know why you're not saved this morning, my friend? Because you're in rebellion against God. Oh, you may be uh, socially fit. You may be uh, uh, just a soft, kind-hearted gentleman or lady. But underneath it all, if you've never been broken at the feet of Christ, you are in rebellion against God. I was thinking uh, recently, bringing a message on this subject, speaking of the old publican and the Pharisee there in the temple. The Pharisee said, I praise the Lord. I'm thankful. I thank thee that I'm not as this, as, as others are. I pray five so many times a day and all of these things. And I thank you that I'm not as this old publican over here standing in the corner. But listen to what he said. This poor old soul had, had, had eased himself up there into the temple at the evening prayer time and had withdrawn over there in the corner by himself where no one would see him. He wasn't seeking a high place like Lucifer. No, that's Satan's emissary, my friend, who seeks the high place. You see these high-rolling TV evangelists with the everything, hair combed perfectly, their handkerchief matching their socks and their socks matching their uh, necktie and all of those things and every hair in place and it looked like they just come out of a, a hat box. Listen, my friend, all that is is pride. I've seen them. I know them. I know many of those televangelists by, in person. I've met them. I've seen some of them been dethroned because of sin. The men that I knew personally has been in their home and in their office. And I saw those things. They, they, they glittered like the stars, my friend, because of pride. But this, listen, the old publican there, over there in the corner of the temple, in the shadows where no one could see him. Did you know when, the, when God brings a sinner down, he's ashamed of his sin? He's ashamed that he's a sinner. And this old publican stood over there one morning, one afternoon at the evening sacrifice. He beat himself, as it were, patted himself on the chest and said, Oh, God, oh, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Did you know he saw himself as a sinner? That's right. That's right. We often mention here in our message about folks taking the blame for their sin. But did you know this man took the blame that he was a sinner? He was. 
He took the blame because he was a sinner against God. And the old Lucifer never did do that. No, he said, I'll be like the Most High. Here was rebellion against the authority of God. And if you're not saved this morning, my friend, you're in rebellion against God. Here was rebellion against the sovereignty of God. He couldn't stand for God to be sovereign. Here was a creature of the dust, as it were, setting himself up as God and saying, I'll be like the Most High. Have you ever met folks like that? I have. I've met folks in the world when I was working out in the world, in the business world, proud as a peacock. Oh, listen, listen, my friend. They say, look at me. Look at who I am. That's what Lucifer said. I'm the most beautiful creation of God. Look at me, the wisest of all the creatures, creatures that God ever made. Why should I bow down? Let me be God. No. So the only thing left for God to do was to cast him off out of his presence. Take him out of that place of responsibility. Put him under the curse. Now, let me stop here and say that if you won't bow your knee, oh, sinner friend, if you never bow your knee, the Lord has but one option left for you. He has but one course left for you. He has but one choice left for you. If you, if you have been uh, brought to see yourself as a sinner in rebellion against God, like every sinner comes to see, and you never bow, you never take, the res- take responsibility for your sin. Did you know you're responsible for your sin? God is not responsible for your sin. You can't blame God. You can't blame the preacher. The preacher lays his finger on a rotten spot in your heart. That's not the preacher's fault, my friend. You're to blame. But if you never take the blame, if you never do that, listen, the Lord only has one choice, one option, and that is to cast you out cast you away from his presence. From that day to this, Satan, as a fallen creature, hates God and is bent on one purpose, and that is to receive worship from man and angels alike. That is his living, dying purpose, day in, day out. When Satan was cast out of heaven, Christ said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. He was cast back to this earth, which is no doubt was his throne in its original creation. In the beginning, we read, God created the heaven and the earth. This earth, with, with the rest of the creation of the universe, was perfect, probably the most beautiful of all the creation of God, because it was Satan's throne. No doubt, Ezekiel in 28.13 said, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. That scripture refers to this earth in its original creation, and was the throne of Satan. When Satan rebelled against God's authority and was cast out of his presence, he came under judgment. This earth, which was his throne, also came under a judgment. This will explain then in Genesis 1-2, which says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Literally, this earth became without form and void. If you will turn to Jeremiah 4.23 and Isaiah 24.1 and Isaiah 45.18, you will find that the earth has gone, undergone a cosmoclitic uh, change as a result of a divine judgment. That's right. We're going to see that more in our next study. We're going to look there, uh, take up that in our next study, how Satan, when he was cast out of heaven, Cast here to earth in its original creative form, the most beautiful of all of God's creation. The, under, the, the earth, the, the world underwent a cosmoclitic uh, change. Oh, we read that. In the Bible it says, in the beginning, 
In the beginning, God created. And then in the second verse, in verse 2, it says, And the earth was without form and void. All of this took place between Genesis 1-1 and 1-2, my friend. Now, I don't understand a whole lot of what went on there, and I'm not trying to interpret it. But I wish you would read with me, read God's Word and study it. And our, our main uh, concern today is that you might see and know that Satan, the old deceiver, the old Lucifer, the, uh, the, the highest cherub there has now been cast out of heaven, cast to this earth, and is the, the prince and the power of the air. He is going about as a roaring lion. He lost no authority. He lost no beauty. There when he was cast out, he lost no authority. He has the authority vested in him by the creative power that was given him there when he was created. And he never lost one iota of it. No, he didn't. You can't show me whether he lost it. You can make fun of, they, of Satan, call him a little uh, long-horned, long-tailed devil. That's, not, that's blasphemy, my friend. Listen, Satan, if you're not saved, Satan is your father. Did you know that? That you're a child of God, you're a child of Satan, if you're not a child of God. There's only two classes of people, God's child and Satan's child, which are you this morning. Are you Satan's child this morning going about even making fun of your own father? Listen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rest, my friend, until I saw uh, that, that I was a child of God. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. I wish you'd write me and let me know. And if you'd like to have these messages on CD. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 